Praise the Lord. That's uh, a song off the new Hillsong's album, uh, Let There Be Light, called Elohim. Elohim, which is one of the names of God, meaning God is sovereign, God is mighty, and talks of how God is a God of love, of great love. And this morning, I've got a great message for you about the love of God that is coming to refresh us even now, even in this moment and in this year. My title this morning is Times of Refreshing, and my main passage from the Bible is in Acts 3, 19 and 20, which says, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come, and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. Everything we talk about, share about, live for is about Jesus, or should be, and can be. And this scripture and this passage and this message and this promise of God is going to help us and bless us this year, I really believe. Times of refreshing and believing that that promise, times of refreshing, is right here, right now, for us, for you. If you're coming into this new year, 2017, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Back to work, two weeks in. (sighs) How does life look? How does the year ahead look? Is it full of enthusiasm and energy and passion and love and hope and expectation? Or is there um, back to the grindstone for those that are working and the hope of work if you're looking for jobs? It's, how is life appearing to you right now? Is, is it optimistic? Is the world falling apart around our ears? The things happening in the nations, it just feels hard going. It's sometimes in this year, special time of the year for us in dark days, long nights, it it can be a little bit um, challenging, can't it? But times of refreshing are coming. Times of refreshing are a promise from the Lord. And this um, passage is going to help us, I believe. And there's two words I want to talk about this morning. Two words, repent and refresh. And I don't know about you, but they're quite different words. And in the same sentence, repent is a word that just is not a nice word, is it? It's, you feel like you're on the naughty step, and you've got to get a row, and you've got to get a punishment, and then things are going to be all right. And it's not even a word we really use regularly, is it, in today's society? It's not a familiar word that we're used to, that people understand, repent, not quite sure. It talks about remorse, feeling sorry for our sins. And many people in our culture and Western society just have no real idea, unless you've been a church goer and you've heard this before, and many of you are sitting here thinking, oh, I know it, you're very familiar with it. But I even think that our understanding as Christians of what it means to repent is maybe not as broad and as good and as hopeful as I want to suggest to you today. And the second word is refresh. That, on the other hand, is a fantastic word, isn't it, Jill? A, a, a refreshing spirit. Body, perhaps, Jill, or um, uh, a session in the gym, a run in the fresh air, Aaron, just refreshes this, the body and the soul. Even just a glass of water 
just can refresh you on a thirsty day. What refreshes you in these days, I wonder? And how many of you have planned holidays so that you can get refreshed again? You can just make it there. Friday nights, you can get refreshed. Saturday mornings can be a lion. A good night's sleep can refresh us and we can feel better about ourselves and about the world. Great word. It's a normal word. People understand that word when you go to work. Oh, I'm feeling refreshed today. Not many people say it, but I mean, they understand it if you did say it. Repent and refresh. We're going to just see what these mean and how they can release the blessing and favor of God upon us this year for you. Whatever your situation, whatever you're facing, whatever the three game changers were that you listed last week. Remember Jamie's word last week? Game changers. Great word. Great start to the year. Can anybody remember if you're here last week? He said, what are the three game changers you want to see last week? Did, I think you asked that, Jimmy. Is that right? Three game changers. Three game changers. What would be the three things you really want to see God do this year? How many can remember even being asked the question? One, two. Can you remember? Good Ian. No. Yeah. I had to look at my notes. <laughs> and here's what happens. The word of God comes, and as quick as a flash, the enemy will want to rob you from it, take it from you. But these three game changers, or if you're wanting to think about them again, what do you want God to do in this world? Just bring them back in. Repent of having forgotten them, of not even thought about them, of having done nothing about them. And that sounds bad. You think, oh, no, I should have. I didn't. Sorry. I don't mean that. I don't mean that because I'm telling you, it's the enemy that robbed, robs us every single day, every single moment of the blessing that God wants to bring to us. And he will dull us. He will cloud our minds. He will clutter our heads. He will fill us with distraction. So don't feel bad about this. But repent. Just change your thinking. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing to repent. Just change your thinking. Just change that focus. Change the way you're going to remember this. Help yourself remember it. Write, write them down. What do you want God to do in your life this year? So that's a flavor of what I'm talking about this morning. And I hope that makes sense. So let's move on. Slide, first, first slide. Oh, ho, the slide's working. We've had a bit of problems with them this morning. Thank you, Michael and Robert and things for sorting them out. Is it going to work, Robert? Here we go. God is a God of miracles. Come on. Yes. Let's start with a good word. Let's start with God refreshes. Because it said that. Times of refreshing will come. It's a promise of God. And it's maybe not one you're familiar with. You don't think of refreshing as being a word in the Bible that you would expect to see. But this was spoken 2,000 years ago. God refreshes. And actually, when I've looked into it, it's a deep-rooted promise straight from the Father's heart of love for each one of us that as we, as we unopen it and uncover it, we're going to find it's so exciting, so exciting, so real, so deep. It's the gospel. The prophets of old, Jeremiah, if you've ever heard of Jeremiah in the Old Testament, was sleeping and God gave him a word 
about the restoration of Israel. His hope was that the nation of Israel that was scattered all over the place, defeated, broken, and desperate for the return to Jerusalem, God promised them that he was going to bring back all the people from all the world and restore Jerusalem and refresh the weary and strengthen the tired. And then he woke up. Literally, he was sleeping. It wasn't a dream. He was asleep. And God woke him up with this. Isn't that exciting? Jeremiah 31. Check check it out. It's a great story. And when he wakes him up, God's not finished speaking to him yet. He then talks about, he's not just going to refresh Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. He's going to have a new covenant, a new promise for all nations, for all people, that he will give us a new heart and place his law in our minds so that he would be our God and that we would, every single one of us, know us. And you and I right here are in the midst of that promise that we can know God for ourselves. Times of refreshing were dreamed about in the old days. King David, who wrote many of the Psalms, and you'll be familiar with this one, I'm sure, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Oh, my goodness, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Is, is that our experience? Is that our hope? Is that how our lives are right now? I lack, can we say that? I lack nothing. David, and I bet he was in a far worse position than any of us right now, believed it and promised it and declared that he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Oh, Lord God, would you refresh our souls this morning, not just our bodies, not just our um, energy, but our deep spirits. God's refreshing gets to the very depths of our heart and our being and completely transforms everything beyond what our circumstances may be saying. That is the refreshing that God can do. Does anybody want a refresher right now? I bought a packet. Jill will have one. You remember them refreshers? They don't look like what they used to when I was a kid. But they're quite nice. So have a refresher. It won't last long. But it'll be nice. And often that's the way of things, isn't it? A refreshing moment, a holiday. Five minutes later, it's gone. But not the refreshing of God. Not the promises of God. You see, when Jesus came, he fulfilled all the promises of God. So we are actually sitting in a time when the promises of God are fulfilled in Christ. And he, if you know the story, and you do, many of you do know this story. We keep coming back to it. The woman at the well, Jesus talking to the woman at the well, talks about the refreshing of God as well. She offers him a glass of water. Well, from the well. She, he asks her, give me some water, would you? And she says, uh, okay, but that shouldn't be happening. And he says, but if you knew who was asking you, you would ask him for a drink. Because he would give you living water. And this living water is not like your water. Because you will be thirsty again when you drink of your water, but the water that he gives. You will never be thirsty again if you drink 
of God's refreshing water. In fact, springs of living water will well up from within you. Springs of refreshing blessing for people around you will, will well up. That is the depth and the promise and the extent and the power of the refreshing of God. The very new covenant itself, the, the fulfillment of Christ living within us, welling up to be a blessing to all around us, refreshing those around us. And are we getting hold of this promise that we can be a blessing to others? And many of you are, and many of us are, are experiencing that. But we just want more of it, don't we? We want to drink deep of that water every single day. We don't want to just, um, just uh, take this stuff and get refreshed. We want the real stuff the never-ending stuff, the eternal stuff, the freshing of God. And explains it further. Paul in, uh, talks about in Ephesians 3 how the Lord will strengthen us with power in our inner being that we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That as Jimmy was so powerfully challenging us and, and giving us hope that our very images can be transformed into the image of God. That is the power of the refreshing of God to change our minds, to refresh our inner beings. Whatever our circumstances, the power of God can come and is big enough and strong enough to overcome all that you're facing and you can be refreshed from within, from deep, deep, deep within from wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And I look at you in this morning. He's a man that's been refreshed because he can preach about the miracles of God. But I know his miracle didn't come. But the Lord says, blessed are those who do not see and yet believe. And so it may be that your miracle's not come, that the grace of God hasn't come, that your prayer hasn't been answered. But God is still able to refresh you. They're still able to believe. And those that have been in that situation, it is miracle. You and Lara, Rana, you're walking miracles because you're here believing for more, believing. And many, many others of you are like that. You've not seen what you'd hoped for. You've not seen what you believe for. But you're still here because God is able to somehow refresh you, refresh your spirit, refresh your soul. That's the power of God. That even if we've been disappointed, even if we're distraught, like the nation of Israel scattered, our lives are in a mess, everything seems just a disaster. God's refreshing. God's hope. God's promise is for you. You're never too far from God, however you're feeling. And we know so often in this day and age, the challenges for us are in the head, aren't they? They're mental. Suicide, depression is the biggest challenge, the biggest killer of, of many parts of our, our generation, our young people and under 40 and men. We need to get this message out, this hope out, that there is a hope of refreshing. Beyond what you can see, beyond what you can experience, the hope of refreshing is a miracle. God is a God of miracles. So, who wants to be refreshed? Come on, who's had a refresher? Anybody had a refresher? Yeah, where are they getting around? Come on, quite nice. Probably run out, sorry. Oh, you got one at the back there, Linda. Good. Um, okay. God refreshes. But... There's always a but, isn't there? Come on, let's see the but. Next slide, Robert, if it's um, going to work. 
The scripture said, and um, this is what Peter preached, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord and that he may send the Messiah who, had, who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. And he explains what's happening right now. Heaven must receive him until the time comes for God to restore everything as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. Jesus is coming back. And that should refresh us if nothing else does. His government will be upon his shoulders, not in just Donald Trump's and others. Government will be upon his shoulders. Suddenly that makes an appealing scripture, doesn't it? Sorry, shouldn't be political. Repent. Repent. Change. Turn to God. It's, it's maybe explaining the same thing two different ways. Repent means turn to God, perhaps. It talks about remorse of our sins. It's very much about changing, turning, changing direction. And I um, need to want to understand this a little bit. As Christians, have we really understood what it means to repent? We, and many of us here probably recognize and remember a time when we repented of our sins gave our lives to Jesus and became Christians for the first time. Many of you who have grown up in church can't quite identify with something. You've maybe just become a Christian because your parents were, but you've got a real living faith with God right now. But a time of repentance is, is well, I'm not sure if it's quite as clear cut. And I have to say, from my own experience, I can point to a time when I repented of my sins. I have to be honest with you. I didn't really think I had many. You know, I thought I was actually quite a nice guy. And um, I hadn't really done anybody any harm that I could see. But I thought, well, I better do it anyway, because that's what you do. So, and I did become a Christian. And for me, what did change was what I thought. I, in my moment of repentance, completely changed my worldview. I completely changed from a position that said, there might be a God, there probably is a God, I have no idea what he's like or who he is, to believing that God is the God of the Bible, the God of Jesus, I'm believing in the story of Christmas and of Easter, I'm believing that every word the Bible says, I'm believing that Jesus is the Son of God, that he did die for my sins, whatever that means, and I'm going to believe him, I'm going to follow him, and I also repented to say, I'm going to call myself a Christian, and I don't really fancy doing that when I was 20 years old, but I was going to do it. So, looking back... I've thought for years I didn't really, I'm still waiting to feel bad for my sins, really. And it's increasing. The more older I get, I think, oh, flip, actually. Not as good as I thought I was. But what I did change was the way I thought. And for many of us, whether it's our first-time conversion, which certainly can be a major change in thinking and approach and direction in life, behavioral, practical, identity, I'm now a Christian is repentance. It's change. But also as Christians, I think we would miss out on this opportunity to change our thinking on a regular, even daily basis. And I don't want to suggest, and I'm sure, and I hope actually there's a bit of this, well, I, 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 I'm a good Christian, I'm doing well, because when we talk about repentance, we think, well, I must be a backslider then. I must be doing something wrong as a Christian. I must have missed out. I must be needing to pray more and um, preach more. And, 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 and I really don't think the, that, that 
although there's obviously truth in that, this is not the message and the hope of God. This is not the gospel. God is good. God is love. God is not dark, and um, he wants to lift us up with his love. He wants to draw us close. How you perceive God is absolutely key to how you, you will reflect God. If you've not been refreshed, you're going to be less able to refresh others. If, if you see God as distant, that he doesn't really care about me, not really, then that will be the message that we'll take to the world, whether we mean it or not, that we won't really think God cares. I had a guy who went back to work on Monday morning, and I'd, just, I'd repented last week. Don't just preach to the converted. You need to convert as well. And I've tried to do this. I've tried to change my thinking. Just simply, I was thinking, right, on Mondays I'm going to pray for my work college. Tuesday I'm going to make sure I pray for church. Third Wednesday, um, Uganda. And um, M.E., David, Middle East, got the, got the, got the thing. Um, uh, Thursday, blah, blah, blah. But I th- it's just a little change that I thought I need to make. Because my prayer life, yeah, I pray in the car, but I just, you know, you just forget, don't you? you get distracted. What am I praying? Oh, yeah. What are my three things I wanted to happen this year that I really, 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 really wanted to happen this year? I can't remember. I get so distracted. But anyway, so Monday morning, praying for my colleague. Come in. Uh, this chap's wife is on death's door. He's been in hospital for three weeks. He's... Waiting for a phone call that says we're going to do operation. She's either going to die from the operation or die because of her illness. Are times of refreshing coming for this guy or not? Does God care about this guy or not? Does he care about me? Does he care about? Yeah, actually, I think it's easier sometimes to think he would care about him. And I thought, well, one-to-one conversation. Take my colleague cat off and say, look, uh, you know, I'm a faith man, I'll pray for you. It wasn't much, but it was a little change. I might not have said that so easily. I don't know how easily you find it. Some people are just naturally gifted to say, yeah, I'll pray for you, brother, you know, and that's great. Others possibly less confident about being able to say things like that. Does anybody identify with that or is it just me? I was like freaking out. I said the word prayer to another person. And that God might actually do something. And I'm thinking, he he might hate God. He might hate me. I I don't know. Anyway, I did go on my knees that night. And you can imagine, God, don't let this poor lady die. Um, Actually, it was more like, so I don't look stupid, not the fact that she might die. Isn't that terrible? We're such flipping sinners. I'm so, oh, man, I need to repent. Anyway, sorry. The good news is, Somehow they didn't need to do the operation. Somehow she's, he used the word miraculously turned around. And I have a choice. I have a choice. Just would have happened anyway, wouldn't it? Or actually God heard my prayers and answered them. And this guy is facing a completely different 2017 because of what God has done in his life. And it's believing for the next thing, because God's going to refresh him, not just in his body, but in his spirit and his soul. 
And we have that power. We have that role. We have that identity to be kings and priests. That is our new position in the world, that we can be reigning on earth, and we can be those that refresh, those that offer hope, those that tell the truth, those that give the light, those that shine something different, those that offer a different voice to what the world is telling people, those that are offering hope. That's what God is calling us to do. That's why he wants to refresh us. Paul knew this. Peter knew this and preached it. Repent then, turn to God. Disciples, like no others, had repented. They were just coming out of the season when Jesus had been crucified. And at that point, they were scattered, defeated, broken, thinking what a waste of time that was, I imagine. Off down the wrong tracks, heading off in the wrong direction, away from Jerusalem, away from God, away from everything, thinking, what am I going to do now? Suddenly, suddenly, God moves. Resurrection. They see Jesus. Everything. Can you imagine how refreshed they would feel (laughs) having touched Jesus, seen him defeated death, everything starting to fall into place about what had happened and what is going to happen and what God is doing and who God is and that the gospel is the fact that if we turn to Jesus and he's coming back, they, they would, the revelation, the change in mindset, the change in understanding, how different would they feel to the defeated, disappointed, hiding people that they were to the, oh, we've won for out of defeat comes victory and that principle happens when we repent out of what may feel to you like an impossible situation scattered miles from God distant disappointed just broken so far from God but God will come and bring times of refreshing even in the darkest days there's nobody too far nobody too distant nobody in a place of such darkness that the light can't come What's our gospel? What do we actually believe? And if we want to share this goodness, we need to receive this goodness. And I'm absolutely convinced that you're going to see times of refreshing and we're going to see times of refreshing this year. He's not a new thing. There's nothing new under the sun. God has been doing this in our lives, doing this all the time. This is a promise from the Father, but he's quickening it to us today. He's promising it. People, I want to refresh you in the very depths of your souls. I want you to worship me with your mind, with your heart, and with your soul. And therefore, I think he wants to refresh our mind, our heart, and our soul so that we can. Every single part of our being, God wants to refresh. If you need healing physically this year, I believe God wants to bring healing. If God is needing to... uh, heal your mind from depression, from anxiety, from stress. I believe God wants to bring healing to that circumstance and that situation. So that, let's flip on to the next slide. Proverbs 11. Deep in the heart of promise of God, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will himself be refreshed. And it's the eternal gospel. It's what it We've always understood what Jimmy and Elmo have preached to us and taught us that as we're blessed, we can go and be a blessing. 
the economy of God is crazy, that he who, to him who has, more shall be given. And part of us, and part of our thinking is that this is just how things are. This is my life. This is what I've got. I'm on this track, this real track, going a certain distance, and this is who I am. This is what I'm like. This is the inevitability of my life. And it's maybe okay, and it's maybe not. But I do believe that God wants to ask you to just re-examine what you think about yourself, what you think about him, what about th- you think about your life. And it's a, it is a New Year's message, isn't it? That actually who I am is enough for God. He wants to accept me as I am, but he also wants me to change, to renew my character. He wants to transform me into his image. So what areas of your life do you think God wants to move in? And he wants to touch you in different areas. Like I shared, I know he wants me to just be a little bit more confident about sharing what amazing things God has done. It's easy for me in here, but out there, not so easy. Who do you think you are? Who does God think you are? We sang that song brilliantly. Sons and daughters of living God, we declared it. I believe God is a God of miracles. Do we really believe what we're singing sometimes? And, and sometimes it's, it's okay. We declare it in song because we're feeding our spirit saying, yeah, I want to believe that. Times of refreshing are coming. The track that we're on we might just need to step off and say, hang on a minute. I need to rem- remind myself what God has said to me. Review what God has done in me. Because he wants to rebuild some things in your life. Maybe he wants to replant. Maybe he wants to remove. Maybe he wants to replace some things. There's lots of great rewords I discovered. What does God want to do in your life? Times of refreshing are upon us and are coming. There is nothing that's too big for God. Nothing that is too little for God either. You're maybe facing the pressures of family, a young family, facing the pressures of unemployment or of financial difficulty. You've maybe got relational issues. There's nothing that God doesn't care about in our lives. And, and it, it, we want to be able to bring them to God, to be open about where we're at, to be refreshed so we can refresh others. God is so good. God loves us so much. God has got great plans that we know are going to come to fruition. Jesus is coming back. We can have great hope and great confidence in these truths. But things are changing all the time. And sometimes we need to just understand what's happening in the world today. And I want to suggest 
as a church that the Opportunity Alpha course is going to give us might just be an incredible time of refreshing for us as a church and as individuals. We've done Alpha for 20 years, but I do believe that this is a season when it's like Jesus was on saying to Peter, just throw your nets in the other side and you'll catch a fish. You'll catch a multitude, and he did. We've done Alpha before. Has it worked? Has it not? Mm, it's okay. I just believe that what the timing, that the fact that we're doing it in our building, that we're working with Liberty and other church, to, you, you're going to lead us. We're going to use the new videos. I just think this could be the right time for us as a church to do it again um, and embrace it because I think you'll get refreshed. I think this is a time when many of us need to re-examine what we've held as convictions about God. We probably try and still say to people, you need to repent of your sins. I think we need to rephrase how we communicate the gospel in this day and age because people just, it makes no sense to many of people who have no history of biblical teaching, of church, of spirituality, met a guy recently who had never said grace before, had never seen it spoken, who, when he was at our table, you know, was a delightful guy, but has no Christian awareness at all. And if I suggested he should repent from his sins, it just makes no sense. When Peter preached to the Jews, they had John the Baptist preaching about a re- baptism for repentance, for forgiveness of sins. It was in their culture. It was in their identity. If we want people to go on a diet to get refreshed, if we want people to go on a health kick to feel better, it makes sense. They get that. They can be refreshed. That word makes sense. But if we say repent, you know, we, Peter was using words that were so familiar to his audience I'm not suggesting we change that gospel message because it's absolutely true. I just want to ask you to think, how am I going to share this so there's some relevance to the person I'm listening to? How do I communicate God's goodness in this day and age when somebody has no idea that they're needing to sin? The idea of sin in itself was familiar to the Jewish culture so clear that there was a law, they weren't meeting it, they were expecting a Messiah, they were looking for something to happen. That, that, that was in their DNA. So when he talked about, here's the Messiah, here's your sins being forgiven, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, right, brilliant, I'm up for that. 2,000 saved that day. The church started. And I just think as a church, if we're going to grow, if we're going to be more effective as Christians, if we're going to be more fruitful, we need to think about the experience that we're having with God and sharing what we're experiencing with God. So what are we experiencing with God is part of my question to you today. How would you describe that? What does it mean for you to be a Christian? What does it mean for you to be aware of God's presence? How would you write that down? And, and, and for me, I, I've been thinking about this, so I've got an advantage. I don't want you to do it now, but think about this maybe. I, I have a sh- an assurance that there are, God is real. 
I have a deep, deep, deep rooted conviction that Jesus is the Son of God, that the Bible is everything we need for salvation, for teaching, for discipling. It gives us wisdom and understanding. I have, I'm absolutely sure that the world is going to end with Jesus returning and a new heaven and a new earth. I absolutely believe that there's more to life than the, 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 the physical years that we've got. That's pretty much my gospel. That's my experience of God. And I feel something. I feel God in worship. I feel God, you know, something happens. And, and people might in the world be attracted to, to, I hope, to that message more than if I, I just tell them to repent and believe in Jesus and get forgiven for your sins. You see, does that make sense? It, it, does, it's, what are you experiencing with God? How can you de- describe that and reflect that to the world? It's a huge challenge. And I think Alpha will give us time to think about that again, to refresh, press the refresh button on what we believe, what we think. Not, not, I'm not saying pull the plug and start again. And this is not a reboot. This is just a refresh. What is my experience? How do I make sense of the world now? What is Jesus to me? What does it mean to pray and believe? What, what challenges do I have? And I'm sure, especially those as young people have grown up in the church, uh, there's questions you may not have the opportunity to talk about because it just doesn't feel right. Well, actually, tell me about blood why has blood got to do with forgiveness? Let's talk about these things. Let's examine these things and help us share a gospel that people can identify with and say, I, whatever you've got, and I'm hearing what you've got, I want what you've got. I want what you need, what, what you're sharing. I want to get that refreshing. So church, listen. <clears throat> Here's an Alpha sign-up sheet. Alpha, as we've been describing, we've not seen the new videos, but I'm believing they're going to be extremely helpful. There's a video talk. You start with a meal. You come with a video talk. And then you break into discussion groups, which can be organized. So I know Michael and Hannah are asking a few people around uh, to come on Alpha, to think about coming. And they'll stick together. And you'll talk about what you heard openly, honestly without saying this is what you need to believe, but it's about saying, well, what do you actually believe? Without feeling pressurized, oh, flip, you know, I, sh- I should know this or I should, shouldn't say that. Alpha's absolutely about honesty, openness, without, um, they will tell how they perceive the gospel to be and let you say, well, what do you think? The rules about leading a group are that you, you, you don't decide what the answer is. You let people say, well, what do you think? You tell me what you believe. And, and there's not many opportunities to do that. And, and I think Alpha does that. And if you can invite people that you know, invite them along. But if you can't, I would still think, encourage you to go because we could do Alpha again. And you'll have thought about it for yourselves. And you'll think, yeah, th- th- this is what I believe. And this would be a helpful forum. I know people that might be interested. You can tell them about it. So even if you need to come for one Alpha course to invite somebody in the next time, you're going to be refreshed so that you can then refresh others. So I'm going to hand out sign-up sheets. You will need to repent, by the way, of your timetables, of your schedules, of your planning, 
of your diaries on a Tuesday night. It's really hard to commit to something for eight, nine weeks. If you don't get to every one, that's okay. Come when you can. But if you just say, I'll come when I can, and don't plan to come, you're not going to come at all. So if you're going to say, I'm going to organize my work so I'm going to finish early, I'm going to come straight here. This is me. If I can, by all possibilities, I'm going to get some food, and, 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 and that's going to be good. And I might not make it every time, but I'm going to try. And you might need to rearrange your schedules, rearrange your priorities, because I really want to encourage you to think about this. The more of us that do it, the better, I believe. And I'm believing that it, God is going to back us up and refresh us, refresh you. So what do you think? I'm going to give you the opportunity to sign up right now. You can scroll your name off later if you really think, well, a lot of rubbish she was speaking or, you know, whatever. Um, it's 16 plus, I would say. Is that okay? Anybody under 16 here? Emma can come. <laughs> you know, if you're close. It's the, you know, there's no rules, guys. It's just guidance. You don't want to bring your children who are too young to engage with it and will distract others. So you might need to get babysitters. You might actually find that, well, I'm not up for it, but I could babysit for somebody, something like that. We've got to the 31st. See what you can do. Here's a sheet. I need a pen as well. I've only got a pen on the way. I should have bought clipboards. What does it mean to repent and take a step of faith? Here's a simple opportunity. I'm not sure if I can do this. I'm not sure if it'll work. Oh, it's going to be difficult. Maybe just, well, how are you going to have faith this year if you're not going to do this? There are other ways, of course. And I want to suggest not just an alpha, but change the way you're doing your Bible. Start a new Bible study. Do a new routine. Who, just change something. <laughs> change something this year. If you're stuck... Make sure you're not stuck on a track. Change the way you... I've changed a little bit about how much I'm eating and how much I'm drinking. It's not much, and we talk about these, but if you think about these things that are common to the culture and society, but think about it in terms of, I'm going to use this so that I can be more of a refreshing, more of a blessing. I, I can actually believe that I am significant in God's plans and purposes. And my body, my spirit, my soul is something that God wants to use, something that God wants to refresh others with. You are significant. You are important to the purposes of God. Repent every time you think that's not true. And you will think it most days, most times. We actually need to repent of our wrong thinking most times because the devil's coming in saying, you're not important. In fact, you should be ashamed of who you are to call yourself a Christian. But God says, not shame on you. God says, shame off you. Shame off you. Shame off you every single day. Shame off you because that's what God has done. God refreshes. God renews. God replants. God rebuilds. God removes. God replaces. 
Most of all, God refreshes. Praise the Lord. I really want to hear some more of the band. Can we finish with the band? As the sheet's going round. Is that okay? Are you ready, George? You got a song? Any one of the songs you did was fabulous. It's whatever you want to do. Can we stand together? If you want to know more about Alpha, please come and speak to Kishirai. We're going to have, we're going to be standing around for sign-up sheets as well if you've hesitated. Um, if you want to know more before you commit, blessed are those who have not seen.